Welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. I'm Emran Hughes, editor of Insurance Post, and today I'm joined by QBE Foundation's Grant Clements, RSA's Yasmin Dogu, Clear Group's Gemma Lloyd, and ICANN's Kishan Mangat to talk about how mentoring and apprenticeships are changing insurance. Today on the Insurance Post podcast, I'm joined by Grant Clements, chair of the QBE Foundation, Yasmin Dogu, chief auditor and mentor at RSA, Gemma Lloyd, head of talent partnering at the Clear Group, and Kishan Mangat, co-chair of ICANN. They're going to reflect on attracting fresh talent to the industry and how mentoring plus apprenticeships are changing insurance. Hi Grant, Yasmin, Gemma and Kishan. Welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. Hi Emma. So Yasmin, what is the scale of the talent gap in insurance currently and how many recruits does the industry need right now? It is one of the most pressing concerns in the insurance industry. We have a looming um, skills shortage. What we have is uh, less than 20% of individuals in London insurance market are under age of 30. And this is a metric that's been shrinking the last 10 years. Looking into the aging population, 26% are over 50 years old within the London market insurance. And as they get ready for the next stages of their lives, we need the next generation to take the flag from them. So the problem is quite visible in certain segments. If I give an example, 10% of London market property risk engineers will retire over the coming few years. So we need to address that urgently. The second element to it is the changing skills because now we are talking about artificial intelligence, data science, and we need to bring those skills into insurance as well. So it's hard to quantify the numbers, but these percentages speak for itself. Kishan, ICANN ran a Generation Z event last year. What lessons did you learn about how to attract and retain the next generation of talent? So, yeah, we did. We ran a fantastic event where we had over 318 to 25-year-olds join us. Uh, for an all-day conference focusing on everything insurance as well as helping them with their soft skills um, or their human skills I should say Um, and it was really interesting because we had sent out a survey shortly before um, we did the conference just talking to them about you know topics that they'd like to know more about things that you know they're struggling with at work and it was really interesting because we had over 300 responses um, to a survey that we sent out to our membership and it was interesting because there were there were quite clearly anxieties around technical skills um, wanting to learn more about that but then equally um, it was evident that this generation were very influenced by culture within the workplace and that was in a a really important thing for them it wasn't necessarily around things like pay and promotion but definitely more around the culture in terms of the the, you know what culture they have in their own workplace what culture they would like to see within the workplace i mean grant qbe foundation has struck a partnership with action tutoring how important is it for insurers to reach out to schools colleges and universities to make them aware of insurance at an earlier age and perhaps encourage them to enter the industry oh look emma i think it's crucial how often do you speak to someone about how they got into insurance and they they fell into it by mistake or um, were trying to do something else you know and yet it is a fantastic industry to be in it's diversified um, there are varying skills you need in it the careers career paths you can take are um, varied and huge opportunities within it and yet people sort of find it by accident and 
I think probably for, for a long time, insurance has got by doing that, by um, having people join because they're aware of a family connection or because the school they go to has some link to the industry. Um, but we've got to be a bit more ambitious than that and reach out to people who uh, are in parts of the country who wouldn't have thought of going into insurance or uh, maybe their family doesn't have any sort of link into the industry and you want to um, try and make their career attractive for them. So I think there's a huge amount we can do. The question is almost how we do it and we've got to be a bit more imaginative probably than just waiting for them to approach us and that's what our action tutoring partnership's about. It's about giving employees at QBE an hour a week to volunteer to help kids who are on a pupil premium or free school meals to get through their GCSEs in English and maths. Um, and if that helps them and helps our staff have more of a purpose and a feel good about what they're doing and it helps people realise the insurance industry is out there, that's an enormous win-win. Grant, so true. I think of all the um, CEOs I've interviewed over the last year, only one of them wanted to enter insurance as a child and that was because their neighbour was in Broking <laughs> and owned a Porsche. So it wasn't necessarily <laughs> insurance that sold it up to him. No. It was the fact that this was clearly a career where you could possibly end up with um, an impressive um, car. Kishan, would you agree that there's definitely a need for more outreach? I think there's definitely a need for more outreach. Um, What I noticed from when we did our conference, um, whilst, you know, there was that evident, you know, people do fall into insurance or there is some elements of, like, familial connection, um, there were quite a few 18 to 25-year-olds who were there who had made a real strategic decision to go into insurance, which was quite interesting um, from my point of view, where they had actually looked at other parts of financial services um, and decided actually maybe the lifestyle or the culture wasn't a fit for them, um, but actually had looked at insurance. And, and I find that really refreshing and actually and quite welcoming. So I think the work that's being done in terms of outreach is great. Um, I think there's more to do, but also just the sheer fact that I think we're dealing with a generation who is a lot more savvy when it comes to picking the careers that they want to go into. Mm. Well, that's hopeful. So perhaps in the next 10 to 15 years, I'll start to interview some CEOs who said they very much plotted their GCSE choices. They plotted their A-level selection and degree to get into this sector. I mean, Gemma, one of the key things is once you've got fresh talent into the industry to keep them there, and obviously mentoring um, is a very important part of that. What makes a good mentor and mentee? I think it's a really good question, Emma. I think the thing to think about is that everybody's journey will be different as to how they entered into the workplace and what they want to get out of being in their role and their aspirations. And that's where a mentee can tap into a mentor. So a mentor needs to be somebody that can listen, can be um, that pastoral care as well to be able to put their arm around, to welcome them into the world of, you know, corporate or whatever it might be. Um, And actually to take the time to be able to share their experiences, you know, the pitfalls that they might have fallen through, um, how to be able to integrate into the commercial world and, and, and essentially play a part in helping to shape the future career of that um, mentee really Um, it's about being able to listen to them be able to share their experience um, and I guess at times to be able to ask those really thought-provoking questions as to where that individual is at and where they want to be and what is it that they want from that relationship. Mm. I mean Yasmin you you yourself are a mentor at RSA what impact have apprenticeships and mentoring had on RSA's ability to attract fresh talent? 
Yeah, it has it has brought a lot of benefits to us. First, the apprenticeship helped us bring skills to the um, company that our future skills. We had an MBA on the artificial intelligence completed through this way. It also brought reverse mentoring to us because the next generation comes with fresh ideas and different ways of doing things. Um, it helped engagement. We have found that engagement is 12 points higher on our apprentices compared to the rest of the organization, and it increased the collaboration uh, within the company. And I also think um, as, a, as a mentor, and I've been a mentee longer than a mentor as well, these connections between the most senior and most junior individuals in the, in the company um, really help people to build their career paths and give them the tools to make those judgments by themselves instead of just giving them answers in the moment. So it's been it's been pretty good for the RSA and we are very proud to have had 273 apprentices in 2023 um, doing 53 courses. So it's it's growing exponentially. Mm, I mean, you touched on it. The, the mentor gets so much and themselves and you know in terms of diversity and inclusion it's also about diversity of thought and you, you can really kind of makes you look through fresh eyes at the industry I imagine being a mentor Grant is that something that um, people have found who've kind of done the outreach with the schools where you have to explain the insurance industry to people who well un- undoubtedly <laughs> and you know one of the things that has changed in trying to attract talent is we're up against a whole new breed of companies. You know, we now are in competition for actuaries with Deliveroo or, you know, um, any other companies that are do- using science and data more effectively. So, and, and those are companies that are well heard of that children will be, have been using from a younger age and they'll have thought about insurance. So just getting the message out there and also showing, I suppose, that insurance as an industry and QBE as a um, as a company kind of cares about people's future and cares about the fact that they want people to have good strong careers when they may not have really heard about it before but you know, the, the converse as you said Emma is that um, you know I'm a um, volunteer tutor myself for um, a school in in Peckham and you know it's a fantastic experience it's an hour a week that the kids really look forward to it's after school and yet they come out of their own time to um to have some extra time with you um and you know it's a level of attention that some of these children just don't get um were they not to get this tutoring so you know it's great for everyone and at the same time it attracts more people to think about um, insurance and financial services and see that it's a people industry as well which um perhaps the word insurance or just the word finance too too often i assume that people outside just think you've got to be good at maths you've got to know numbers it's all about figures isn't it um Gemma, what's been your what what are your thoughts on that yeah i think um yasmin was talking about um you know obviously we've been talking about mentors and men- mentees mentors and i think the key thing for me to talk about here is is that Actually, we've got that reverse mentor and the mentorship that, that's going on. So the young talent of today, tomorrow, is actually helping um, our senior leadership and our senior leadership team to think about you know, the future of artificial intelligence, thinking about actually what is it that the um, upcoming talent need and, and actually uh, sort of want from an organisation. And we heard about culture. So I think there's a real two-way partnership that's happening with mentees and mentors actually getting both, um, both are getting lots from that. And I think that's really, really key that it just shouldn't be seen as a one-way stream, senior people um, mentoring, you know, your upcoming talent, actually they're getting two things from it here. 
Mm, definitely. So, Grant, what would you add? Well, well, and actually, you know, how often do we talk about insurance struggling to innovate or come up with new products or find new markets? And, you know, the more we can attract people into the industry who have different backgrounds, different skill sets, different life experiences, the more that brings into the product innovation, the more it brings into reaching out to different segments of the market. And, you know, I think the points that have been made are absolutely right. You know, it really gives you a whole new take on things and an opportunity to drive growth in your business and new experience and learning for everyone from the top down. Mm, and well, it's an industry where no matter what your passion, and as demonstrated by some of the podcasts we've got in this season, so we've got ones on equine insurance, wind farms, whatever your passion, there is an area of insurance where you could be doing as your day job what you are fascinated by, looking up videos on YouTube or TikTok on on a daily basis. Um, Kishan, obviously, um, in terms of ICAM, what can the industry expect when it comes to apprenticeships and mentoring in 2024? Well, it's going to be a bit cheeky, Emma, and just do a bit of a plug for our online self-service mentoring platform. So um, we started a mentoring platform three years ago, which sits on our website um, with predominantly the, the, the... the want and the need shown by our membership um, and which has been discussed today um, for many of our members to actually reach out to senior members across the market. So the one thing um, that the ICAM mentorship uh, programme has is the fact that actually you can log on and you can look at a range of different profiles of very senior execs in the market and reach out to them with the hope that you know, you'll know you be able to start a relationship, a, a successful mentoring relationship, and we take you through that step. We understood the value um, of both the experience that senior mentors um, can provide some of our membership, um, but equally just the fact that our membership were quite hungry for that information and for that guidance. Um, So yeah, no, thank you for letting me plug the uh, Inspire platform, it's on our website. And in terms of mentoring, um, I suppose, I feel everyone, (coughs) as everyone's kind of touched on, you um, you get what you give with mentoring and being a mentee. So I suppose for people listening to this podcast today who perhaps were on the fence thinking, do I, should I be a mentor? Should I be a mentee? Grant, what would be the advice that you'd give to them? What, what, what should they do if they're considering doing either outreach such as yours into schools or mentoring or menteeing in the industry? Well, look, I think it's a really good question because there is sometimes this sort of fear factor about what's going to be expected of me or what preparation will I have to do. Um, but I think for tutoring, volunteering or mentoring, um, whatever you bring to the table, I think, is valued by by the other party. I think there are all we've all got life experiences we can share. We've all got skills that we can um, impart to a, a willing mentee or, or um, tutee. Um, and... I think it's so often the the kind of nerves that just get in people's way when actually there's an enormous opportunity to um, share what you know, to learn from the other side. Um, and look, I, I encourage everyone if, if to, um, regardless of QBE's involvement, tutoring is a fantastic way to change lives directly, build your own, um, you know, feel good factor about yourself, and um, yeah, really do consider getting involved in it. Yasmin, what advice would you give to people considering being a mentor or mentee? Exactly. Looking into my past 14 years, when I arrived in this country, I left behind family, school network, work connections, and started from zero. 
I met great mentors along the way who took a genuine interest in me, understood what my objectives are, where I needed to be pushed and what I needed to do. And I put the work in to get to where I am now. And I, I can see that it could have gone so differently if I had an unsupportive network around me. So I would definitely say everyone take that step, make that call say hello to people and it doesn't have to be only within your company and companies have great tools utilize those but also go into events and make connections because um, it will it will open up many doors Gemma what would be your advice to anyone sitting on the fence thinking will, th- will this be too much work will it be too much effort I think <clears throat> give something back I think mm. you know at the end of the day try it give it a go and see how you get on I'm sure when you start to see the results of the person who appreciates the time that you're taking to invest in them that that gives you that feel good factor to want to give um, more and actually um, as individuals isn't it a great feeling to be able to see that you've made a difference to somebody's life career whatever it might be um, for me is give it a go and and see how you get on and I, I believe that you you won't look back because actually this is this is about helping future talent of our industry and young people progressing. Mm, Kishan what advice would you give to those who are considering um, enter, entering mentoring or menteeship? Um, join the Inspire platform it's completely free I'm <laughs> sorry I had to plug that uh, I, I just think if you're a mentor um, and for mentees as well, I, I always say to our mentees, just be as prepared for each of your sessions, you know, draw out the scope of what the relationship's going to be and, and take take as much from that relationship as you possibly can get and appreciate that you might have a mentor for very different sections of your career or different sections of your life. In terms of mentors, um, again, what everyone said here, the feel-good factor is brilliant, but equally it's the fact that you can see right before you effectively that the advice that you're giving is having a real life impact on somebody um, and that ultimately you can remove barriers and obstacles that you may have faced in your own career as you were going through that by helping you know the next generation and imparting your advice and wisdom to them in the hope that they can you know um, change the face of of, of the market really um, and not have to navigate some of the difficult situations or if they do have difficult situations that they've got someone there to guide them through mm. and it, definitely and um, would you say in terms of t- to, to finish I suppose wh- how has mentoring and menteeship changed as well post pandemic so um, a story that we recently ran was that um, mentees expectations especially if they um, are from the class um, from have studied during the pandemic are quite different to perhaps what they were before um, um, COVID because they've studied remotely they're perhaps not as used to social interaction as they were and this is a people industry very much based on relationships where you know to develop your career you should get out there meet people engage have, has expectations changed, Kisha? Yeah, massively so. I think, um, as I said before, with mentees, we try and reiterate the fact that ultimately, if you want to start this relationship, you need to think about in terms of what you want to get from the relationship. The relationship can take place. Ideally, we'd like you to meet in person, but if it's something that you find easier to do it online, then that's great. And we have the facility on the platform that we've got at the moment to do that. But equally... It, it was interesting when we had ca- conducted our own survey of, of um, the Gen Z generation. Um, 
one of the things that they really wanted to focus on were their human skills in particular you know just how do they how do they negotiate situations where they may not have had to you know how to start small like how to have effective small talk for instance or you know how to personally brand yourself like how to make an impact when you're having a conversation with somebody how to have a good conversation with somebody it was it was really interesting because it was obviously skills that one would pick up as as they're going through their education but if you're in a position where you don't have those opportunities I can understand why that that becomes a focal point. Mm, Gemma is that an experience that you've seen um, clear as well? Um, Yeah definitely I think you know the world looks very different doesn't it post pandemic and actually those social skills um, are are vital um, to understand the world of work and and how to communicate and and expectations of individuals have changed but also that you know we've had to adopt and and change with them with hybrid working and you know we've heard that actually face-to-face sessions I think you can never take away you know the true essence of what you get when you see people face-to-face but equally we have to be supportive and accommodate people as to what's going to work for them as well and make them feel the most comfortable so if, you know if it's remote um mentoring that that, that that individual person needs then I think that's absolutely fine and we can continue to, su- to support that as well um and Yasmin, would you agree? I mean, it, it's it's almost pushed mentoring and mentee more mentorship, perhaps earlier in people's careers, because it's it's developing those social skills and the expectations of how the industry works, perhaps at an earlier stage than um, often it was. Often mentorship was kind of associated with you're developing your career and you're at the point where you're committing. Has it pushed it further in your kind of earlier on in the career journey? Absolutely, I think the. Uh, younger generation we have in the workplace are very driven they are looking to progress quicker they are hungry for being involved and contributing in different projects it is less siloed they are interested to see different segments of the company different functions and they are appreciative of having um, communication with the executive team networking and sharing their opinions so that's definitely helped helping us one thing I also wanted to mention is I think keeping the hybrid models help us to go into the untapped uh, population as well what I mean by that is we are doing some work with mancap for learning difficulties and we had work placement for young adults again tailoring it to their needs has been very um, very good to see in addition to that mums coming from maternity leave or, or parents coming from parental leave, having that flexibility and not thinking that I need to be there to get that support and having that in their toolkit is a big positive as well. Mm, so important. We keep we always say fresh talent, but I suppose it's sometimes fresh talent to the industry, but also we should say refresh talent as well because it's perhaps getting some of those people who may have left because of caring responsibilities or other issues that meant that they didn't feel the sector was suitable for them getting them back into the industry that brings us to the end of this episode of the insurance post podcast i would like to thank grant yasmin Gemma, and kishan for joining us and sharing their insight on attracting top talent with fresh skills into the general insurance industry as always also thank you to you for listening to the insurance post podcast if you enjoy our show please rate and review us on apple podcasts and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Insurance Post and following us on Facebook, LinkedIn and X. Make sure you come back next week for a discussion about insuring wind farms. Until then, this is Emma Ann Hughes signing off. 
The Insurance Post podcast is a product of InfoPro Digital.